I am super excited about today's topic. We all spend so much time on social media, like seriously insane amounts of time. Yeah, and the funny part is that not many people actually get the social part of social media. <laughs> and yeah, everyone wants a large following and a community, but they don't realize all the work that has to be put in to stand out. And often we don't even realize the psychological effect social media is having on us. Well, luckily, today's guest does. So let's dissect this social media monster in episode three of the Attention Seekers podcast. You are listening to the Attention Seekers podcast. Each week, we're bringing you amazing ways to grow the visibility of your business, the tools to increase your reach, and some pretty amazing and inspiring guests. So put the world on notice. It's time to get noticed. Let's go. From the minds behind the Anderson brand, here are your hosts, Daniel and Nicole. Hello and welcome to the Attention Seekers podcast. You're on with Daniel and Nicole, and we're super happy today to be joined by Ernesto Segismundo, and he's going to be rolling over some of the social media problems that have been cropping up recently and some of the tips and tricks for running through mental health on social media. But firstly, Ernesto, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and what you're up to in 2019? Wow, thank you so much for having me. I mean, we've, we've been through a lot trying to get to this point, yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I got to tell you, you said my last name on point. What? Did you do research? I would, I would have butchered that you're so lucky that you did it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This this is how I roll. I went on. I checked the phonetic spelling. I've got it here written down. Oh, my God. I sat and listened to various YouTube videos describing and explaining how the name should be pronounced. Oh so God. I come prepared. You're so wow. extra. <laughs> I was so extra. I I love that. I feel special, you know. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on in 2019. I'm really excited about um, what 2019 is going to bring. I've, I've got a lot of things going on in the social media sphere. I've got some conferences coming up for mental health professionals. And, you know, just trying to create some awareness about some things that therapists can do outside of the therapeutic setting. You know, there's, there's a lot of gifts involved in creating content. And a lot of the therapists that I work with or surround myself with, they're entrepreneurs, they're uh, social media marketers, they're content creation uh, uh, courses. So there's a lot of things that we do. So I, one of my roles as uh, a clinician, an entrepreneurial clinician, is to provide a space where you can think outside the therapy world. So that's what I'm doing for 2019. So you're not like the typical sit on the couch and <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, tell me. And then you just nod about everything. Mm -hmm, yes. And then no, how did that yeah. make you feel? Hey, hey, hey. Exactly. What did you write down? What did you write down? What did you... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I have my cell phone next to me and I actually take selfies of myself during counseling. So that's that's not your typical that's psychotherapist awesome. right awesome. there. Right? right. Awesome. Come on. <laughs> So in the course of obviously researching what you do, you have a kind of unique video marketing website. I don't know if you want to talk about that briefly. Sure. I owned, uh, right, right now I own filmit.com. And what filmit.com is specifically, I create promotional videos for a clinician. And because I'm a therapist myself, a licensed marriage and family therapist, I know the psychology lingo. So when you create promotional videos, the angle that I take it is more of showing the 
persona, the perse- personality, the energy of the clinician, instead of having a video of like a, a resume, this is what I've done, this is all the things that I can do for you. It's more about doing a video where people who are not clinicians can see the persona, the energy, and the spirit of the clinician. Because, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, many people who come to see us don't really care about the initials in our last name. Right. Right. What they care about is, can you help me when I'm feeling depressed or when I'm feeling low about myself? So I want to portray that type of video for clinicians that show a part of themselves that we clinicians are so afraid of showing, which is our human side. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially branding, which is what I mm-hmm. love. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. And to take it a little bit further, um, you know, a lot of people think when they think of branding, it's it's the website, right? It's the logo, it's the design. But actually, so much more. when you think about it, exactly, it's so much more. It's all about the persona. It's the energy that you give people when they're around you. The energy that you project on social media, especially, that's very, very vital because, you know, we walk around with our cell phones and the social media in them. So that's also another tool that we use to show people who we are. So true. So true. You're you're like right on my level right now. This is like perfection. This is exactly what I was talking about. (laughs) I love it. Not just not just for your industry, but all industries should really that's what they should put out into the world it shouldn't just be about their website it should be about everything who they are what they stand mm-hmm. for all that stuff i love that i love that approach absolutely and you know in this generation a lot of people in previous generations your expertise really carried you right your your the list of trainings that you've had your resume all of the certificates that you have but in this generation what people are looking for now is are you human Mm -hmm. for me that's it yeah right that that's exactly it to kind of round off the introduction here um obviously you are a native of hawaii yes i grew up on the island of Kauai, a really small island and you know uh we have um we have beautiful tropical weather. So here in Southern California right now, it's so freezing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I consider this. it, right? I consider it below freezing temperature <laughs> when it goes down below 70 degrees. So <laughs> Below 70. It's California cold right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm the acclimatized Englishman who most people would be like, he's used to the cold. I'm like, I moved here for a reason. He's lying. He sleeps with like a, a heating pad under his I feet. Do. No oh, joke. I do. No joke. <laughs> you know, I, 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 can, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> so in growing up in Hawaii, was there kind of a life event or something that pushed you into the field you're currently in? Yes, you know, when I was uh when I was growing up on Kauai, I was actually thinking of going into uh, uh to become a pastor. Really? Uh, believe it or not. Yes, exactly. When people say that, when when I tell them that, they're like, "Huh? What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, growing up in island, um you you get a chance to really get to know people and you become very relational. And so when I moved out here to California, um, going into theology, uh, studying the Bible and all that stuff, um, I came across a lot of great people. And then, you know, my pastor even said, 
you know, you're not cut out to be a uh, <laughs> oh, a man. pastor. Burn. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love it for saying that. But at the same time, what is says, why don't you go into the other field of uh, helping people in another way, which is psychology. Mm-hmm. And so I went into that, and it just really helped me to understand human suffering from a different angle than just from a spiritual perspective. Wow! Right, I and didn't so know that. I went into, mm-hmm, and so I went into that space, and. Here I am right now helping people uh, in the area of mental health. That's awesome. That's, I had that's no amazing. idea. That's awesome. All right. So rounding that off, let's move into uh, kind of the topic of the podcast today, and that's kind of the mental health surrounding social media. So one of the lead-off questions I have is, in your opinion, what are some of the effects that social media is having on mental health in the in the current age? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, there's beauty in social media, right? We get to connect with other people from all over the world, right? Uh, We, more than ever in this day and age, the world has become smaller because of social media. We've become a little bit more informed about things. But uh, the, the, the dark side about social media is that there is a comparison going on with people in your space who you want to be. And when you don't receive that or when you don't, attain that it really affects our our the way that we view ourselves mm-hmm. um uh, our emotional well-being you know this feeling that we are not enough that is some of the powerful messages that social media unfortunately the dark side of social media conveys to a certain type of generation right and right. sometimes um social media portrays such one side view of what reality is and part of my brand is to try to show both sides of my struggles as and as entrepreneur but at the same time be humorous and have fun in what i'm doing right so that's the aspect that i'm looking at but the dark side of this is that more and more just as social media is connecting uh, a lot of people it's also making us afraid to be intimate and emotionally connected with each other. That's so true, though. Right. That's so true. Right? There's a part of our brain that there's a part of our brain that desires to be close to another person, but social media makes it so safe for us to have that distance. And we think that having a relationship with a screen on social media with another person on the other side is sufficient enough to call it relationship and emotional bond. That's why I'm so passionate about um, uh, showing pictures of me with people, um, taking selfie with, selfies with groups of people in my class, and just show that you have to be connected on a physical basis, face to face, not just with a screen. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. I mean, my next question was going to be about the responsibility, like, are we using social media responsibly? But I guess. We could we could turn no. that, turn that no but <laughs> turn no. that question around a bit and of course I'm I'm in my thirties I've kind of grown through the passage of social media you know becoming prevalent and even in the short space between eighteen to thirty for me it's that there, there seems to have been this real change in like you said in the in the con- in the connectivity between people online mm-hmm. now do you think that's something that can be tied to uh, the, the generational gap there or or do you think that's just a, a product of how social media has evolved 
Yeah, I think I I think the second part of your your answer your question is 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 the way that social media is evolving, right? right. Um, it, more and more. Uh, technology has made it faster and faster and more accessible, and I think this is just the way that pe the, that everything is evolving now in our generation. And the thing is, it's also teaching the next generation that suffering and difficult relationships is to run away from, mm -hmm. right? Instead of that helping you to build character, right? So. Um, it, 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 you know, everybody wants to argue and say how smart they are and display how, how intelligent they are in social media uh, sphere. And then at the end of the day, if they get uh, offended, they can just, you know, turn off the computer and then go to bed. Oh, yeah. You can't block people in real life. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and also, also, if you poke people, you get arrested. You know, you can poke, <laughs> you can poke people on Facebook. Nobody likes that. Exactly. <laughs> no, not at all. But yes, it, it is evolving in a way that it's changing our perception and our value system as in the context of relationship and connecting. Right. And, and to kind of, to the, the question and to the point of the question, do you see a difference in how that's manifesting from, say, somebody who's my age who kind of weathered the, the initial storm of social media compared to somebody who maybe is a bit younger and they've grown up with the social media platforms, they've known nothing but the, the current climate. And, and do you see different problems kind of passing into adulthood as they grow up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So for instance, if there is a conflict between uh, uh, with their relationships in this generation, it's easy to send a text message to say, I'm going to break up with you. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. And, 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 you know, and I, I've seen I've seen people do video messages to break up with oh with someone. God. Isn't that so They're fun, like, this generation? I'm going to send you a Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> it's going to disappear. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so it, as opposed to before where, you know, you 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 actually meet someone at a park or something or, or a, a certain area and, and then you drop them there. Right. Right. But it's just a different culture uh, in that in it, such a diff different generation on the way that they use technology and social media to connect or disconnect with someone else. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, that's uh, that just hits the nail on the head. Like, I feel like everybody just communicates nowadays through their phones. Everybody has their phone. It's always right. there. And now you have a watch with all of your stuff on it or a laptop. Or, and it's just... It's insane. It's yeah, totally insane. And you know, from my perspective, I, from the psychological perspective, I am what they call an attachment theorist and an experiential psychologist or therapist. What that means is that I believe that our attachment affects our mental health. So if you have a healthy attachment with your family members, you are more likely to be happy and fulfilled and pur purposeful in life. If you are disconnected with those you are close to, it will actually create anxiety, depression, and this idea of less meaning in your life. So an attachment theories, a theorist would look at one's attachment throughout their developmental stages of life. So the healthier your and the the healthier your bond with close individuals like your family, your parents, and it starts with your mother actually, the healthier that bond, the happier the individual is. So imagine with a disconnected 
generation who only fulfills their relational needs on social media and not with the physical individual in front of them, their, their mental health, their emotional well-being is not going to be as healthy as one who has an emotional bond face-to-face -face connected with the, with the person in that sphere. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so the, they're almost limited or stunted in that growth to, to what that platform allows them to do within that Absolutely. relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why it's so important for children, for babies to have physical touch with their nurturers, right? Because that creates this energy throughout the body that translates to the brain that says you are safe and you are loved. You don't think about it that way. We're going deep. We're going real deep. Right? <laughs> you know why? Because you, you know why? Because it's, it's almost 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time for sleep now. <laughs> We're, yeah. we're gonna dream about this tonight well i mean on on that aspect uh with with kids um i'm i mean i guess they're not kids like you know what age do you give somebody a facebook not five oh. you know I, mean? I think you'd be surprised right. oh well yeah that's true yeah you know i i once saw i once saw a little toddler tr walk up to their tv and try to make that tv you know like how you take your fingers and try to make a picture bigger yep. on your phone yep they tried doing that on the tv and i'm like holy crap <laughs> how in the world did this toddler know this well we have we're kind of guilty of that our kids kind of know more things on a computer <laughs> than we do they uh our son builds like insane things on minecraft and like i, I mean we don't mm. we don't obviously don't let them surf social media but um do you do you feel that we should be limiting kids and you know when we can control them at least limiting their exposure to social media or should we be teaching them the proper ways should we be doing both what do you what do you, is your opinion yeah you know from my perspective I want the parents to have as much freedom to dictate uh, the degree of social media that they have with their kids. I know that's a politically correct statement, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but but at the same time, um, I do believe that parents understand the a lot of parents, most parents understand the effects, the psychological effect and the emotional effect of social media. So there's an instinct that a lot of families especially parents have when they see their kids spending too much time on the screen, right? Um, and unfortunately, that's an instinct. Uh, you know, they, they look back at their own life and they go, I used to play at the playground. And then they see their kids sitting around in front of the TV. And there's a reactionary um, piece to that, that parents go through, right? There's so a true. guilt, there's a shame, mm -hmm. right? There's something like that. So Either way, I think parents will be reminded by their own reaction and their own childhood on how they should parent their children. So my answer to this is I would empower parents to be mindful of their actual reaction when they see their own children reflecting the values, or not reflecting their values when they were a child. Right. We had this problem yesterday, didn't we? We were like, hey, let's go walk to Starbucks. And our kids were like, no, we're watching a video. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, not again. But, but, you know, we were, we were like that at one point. I mean, you know, when we were kids, I remember my dad was telling me, 
you know, go mow the lawn. I'm like, okay, after Pee Wee Herman, yeah. I don't know, Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse, <laughs> yeah. something like that. So it's 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 a different type of generation though, because there's also this debate of social media addiction and all of those things, and so that is becoming a very popular hot topic uh, for a lot of psychologists. Right, but like I always argue, because I mean, I spend a lot of time online. I, you know, I, I play the odd video game here or there. The odd, <laughs> the odd. <you> but, <laughs> but the, I mean, the the medium of entertainment has has always been shifting. I mean, you go back, you had the radio, and then you had the TV, and and people always kind of clung on to those things in a kind of right. compulsive manner. So it sometimes I feel like the internet gets this gets attacked kind of unfairly in the grand scheme of things, you know, mm-hmm. like parents sitting there, mm-hmm. hey, get off the computer, get off the internet when they're on Netflix for, you know, 10 hours at mm. a time. Don't call me right. out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the conversation people need to have, you know, in this day and age. I think they need right. to look at the broader picture and, and just keep their kids safe online is, is a hard yeah. part to begin with, you know. That's a very, very important point because, you know, I love social media. My, my, my overall view of social media is incredibly positive because I've been able to connect with other people through social media. Um, I think the way that we can balance this out is remind kids that uh, having a relationship online is not sufficient. Right. right. You, you have to get out and connect. You can't say I'm a introvert or I'm afraid of people or whatever, yeah. because I think that's a cop out. We have to show them that it's fun to meet certain types of people out there. Right. Right. So right. there's a balance. And you're right. Social media has such a bad rap because of this. Yeah. I mean, to put that in context, you know, like everyone everyone comes out with that cliche oh you know you, you can't let your kids out now because it's it's a dangerous world it's a dangerous world well it was a dangerous mm-hmm. world when we were kids yeah. <laughs> exactly you, know? you just couldn't find it on the on the news right it's just again social media has highlighted and heightened our awareness of, yep. of some of the the bad things that happen in the world but that's not right. social media's fault it's just a platform for news it's a platform for information yep. so it's true you know absolutely same with Video games. Video games, all, always it comes back to our video games causing kids to go and do this stuff. Well, if, if a video game can make someone happy, it can make someone sad. It can make someone angry. So like any exactly. ent- any entertainment platform you could name, there's there's pros and cons. And some people will react differently mm-hmm. and will, you know, do nefarious things. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's life. You know, you've got to experience life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everybody just looks for something to blame and to make sense of whatever situations that happens, right? right? So that's just a natural, that's just a natural human condition to do that. And unfortunately, because social media is such a powerful platform, it's an easy target to blame. So obviously, um, the Attention Seekers podcast is about people growing their visibility and, and um, growing their presence online. So from a social media usage standpoint, what would you change in people's delivery on social media to make it more, mm. of, a, more of a positive atmosphere? Absolutely. So uh, there's, there's a few things. Um, in the world of entrepreneurship or therapists, they love to just advertise their product and their service, right? 
But my personal belief is the most powerful brand is the human brand. And so social media was meant to connect and show your human side, not to advertise um, your retreats, not to advertise your business, right? You want to, I have this 80-20 rule where 80% is to show people me as a human being, as a brand, and then 20% of whatever I am inviting them to, to partake, like the my youfilmit.com where I do promotional videos or uh, the Kauai retreat, things like that. But if we have uh, too much information about what you're trying to sell on social media, people will pick up on that. So my approach to using social media is to just step out of your comfort zone and just show yourself as a human being, right? right. I show pictures on my social media my dogs my family um my uh the the, even the food that i eat even silly pictures that's just my personality right right and i think at this point the way that we use social media needs to be where uh i don't want to burden people with information there's just too many things to be pissed off about in the world right but there's also so many other beautiful things to be to have fun and to laugh about for me as a therapist i see a lot of broken families individuals in my session i don't want people to see my social media feed to reflect what goes on in my office yeah Right. Right. And sometimes if we're not aware of that, we are unconsciously what I call social media vomiting uh, uh, all of the crap that goes on inside of us. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, and and yep. the thing is, this this is the reason why I love the unfollow and the unfriend button, because it protects me from all of these emotional vampires that are, are out there. Does that kind of. <laughs> negativity on social media does that tie into any kind of like Mm -hmm. personal traits or or or, uh, absolutely absolutely so um i'm a a, i i ascribe to positive psychology and there's a a, there's a thing called um neuroplasticity where your brain is actually uh training itself and developing throughout one's development throughout adulthood and so when you have a healthy dose of either a positive or a negative or uh, um, less than favorable uh, image or sound or information on social media anywhere, your brain actually looks for that. So let's say you are feeding your mind, your brain yep. with negative things. Your brain will actually become uh, uh, trained to look for negativity outside of itself. And that's the truth. So does that progression, does that kind of rewire your reward system? Is, is that kind of what's happening? It, it does. It does. Because it also creates adrenaline. So let me give an example. Um, there are people who are addicted to drama and anger and mm-hmm. resentment. Yep. And I'm just going to be upfront <laughs> with it, right? It's not me, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> right? People are just addicted to being extra, to being <laughs> drama. Yep. And and unfortunately, they're they're trying to display their intelligence on social media by arguing with other people. But what what they're actually doing is they're feeding into a negative vibration that is rewiring their brain to fail in life. Damn, we call those trolls, <laughs> right? They, they're they're the people that 
just don't have anything to offer in the world other than their negativity, thinking in their mind that they're intelligent and smart uh, and favorable, right? But that's narcissism yeah. <laughs> at its core. <laughs> and and this, this is a hard one for me because I'm, I'm a big proponent of the internet being completely open, free to, for expression, mm-hmm. for ideas. I am completely right. against any kind of censorship. Uh, you Me know. too. But the byproduct of that is that you have to allow these pools of negativity to exist within that kind of framework right. you know so again i think what people need to realize when they're online is if if again like you said if you get into that positive attitude and you get into those and you tap into that positive vibration you'll find other people that feel the same way and you'll pull around those kind of those vibes and as you've described it will make you feel better it will make you into a better person just via proxy and i think that's amazing Absolutely. And I, I, I love what you just said that um, I'm in the full agreement that there should be no uh, limit. Well, not limit, but you know what I'm talking about. It's, right. I think there should be freedom of expression. I think it's the responsibility of the individual to make a choice within themselves to go, you know what? You're not my people. You're not my message. Right. So I'm going to be okay with unfriending you, unfollowing you, and not even paying attention to you at this moment. Absolutely. I totally agree. Right? You know, I, I before, I, I used to be like, don't be saying that on social media. Don't do this. I'm like, you know what? Do whatever you want on social media because you are shooting yourself in the foot. I think just as just as dangerous of as the negative people are also the people on social media that pretend their lives are perfect. And mm-hmm. I think for... For the people who are watching and are like, oh, wait, why isn't my life like that? Or how come she never has any problems? I think that's super dangerous, too. Just, you know, for the weak minded, I guess you can say the people that Mm -hmm. are comparing themselves to these people. And I like that. I like that you said you show all the realness. That's what we try to do that, too. We try to show, you know, everything, whether it's good or bad, because people can relate to you more and they don't. You know, they don't hate themselves because you look like you have a perfect life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's it's a good testimony that that when people people think that vul- being vulnerable and being human is a weakness, actually, it's a superpower oh, yeah. uh, from my perspective, because you gain the respect of people going, wow, I do that and I, I need that. So let me give an example. So I've been writing. I, I I'm. I've been incredibly insecure about being a writer because I've been shamed in the past with educators and other smart people out there. Uh, growing up in Hawaii, <laughs> growing up in Hawaii, our grammar is less than perfect, <laughs> and and it's even when you translate that on paper or you write write that on paper as well, it it's pretty much gibberish. <laughs> and so I've been afraid to write and to be an author, but now. For the past few months, I've been writing my book called Not Your Typical Psychotherapist. It's not done yet, but I'm noticing that that the more I'm open about my insecurities on social media going, wow, I've I've broken through some of my insecurities. Many people started texting me, emailing me, private messaging me about, you know, their their own struggle in writing. And that space, right, that space to talk about it. And for me 
to to express that empowers other people. Yeah, it's inspiring and empowering to the people that are going through it too and don't necessarily feel like they have the platform or the ability to tell other people that they're going through it or they're ashamed or and and like you said, I think hu- being a human is a superpower too. I I hate when people pretend their lives are a okay all the time. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and you know, I I think uh, as it's 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 not genuine. It's not authentic, right? And yep. I think you're picking up on that. That's true, and that's a huge part of branding too. I threw that in there again. Did you see that? Just throw it in there. I'm like, branding's very important because, you know. <laughs> it's something that we've also kind of made our top priority with people that we bring on as social media clients is the numbers are are irrelevant. Like they really are. The what you that that little tick up of of friends and followers, that is that is not the point of why you're on social media. It's it's there in the title. It's social. If you're not responding to people and you're not creating dialogue and and connections, why you're not on you're creating media. You're not creating social media. Yeah. So, you know, I think what you mentioned earlier is very very vital because w- what really resonated with me was when you said that um in order to be in social media, you have to be social. That is the point of social media, mm-hmm. right? Or else you're just noise. Yep. yep. And so a, a lot of times when people are posting things on Facebook, I can decipher which it, what is noise and what is authentic branding. Right. And 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 it's it's it, people can pick up on that to to be like, okay, you just want some attention, and I'm not going to give you the attention because you're not human. And from a for us, from a, a sales perspective, which again tie, tying back to what you were saying, when people were trying to uh, to sell you something straight out the gate, if you show a human side to what you're presenting to them, and you make a connection and you and you talk to them via the social media, the social aspect, mm-hmm. they're going to want to take the next step towards you to to see what are your products, what what do you have to yes. offer, what's behind this uh, the uh you know the the front you're given here what what can i do to connect further with this person and wow. that's how you generate sales that it you're wasting your time if you think you're going to create five or six pictures buy this buy that this is what i got come and get it mm-hmm. you, you might get lucky you might get one in ten but like you said the other nine people are going to see that as noise that's not yeah. going to resonate it's not going to cut through and and that's our our mission with what we're doing with social media is to get people to start thinking as social media as a social platform. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what we're going for. I, I got to tell you, by far, that is, that is a mic drop. <laughs> I, I can tell you. Because let, let me just tell you this. So when I teach branding, I tell people uh, what I think, a thing called uh, personal branding. And I'll, I'll be talking about this in May at one of my conferences where you brand yourself as a persona and a human being because if you evolve in your product, in your service, or in in anything that you do in the future, people already knew, know who you are. They trust you. So whatever you put out there is going to be great for them because they are actually buying you, yep. your Absolutely. humanness, not necessarily your product. Because you know what? 
today I just posted on social media that I, I created about 280 uh, promotional videos so far. And with a young, uh, this is a young, filmmate.com is a, a young company. And a lot, there's a lot of incredible promotional videographers out there, right? You've got people who uses incredible technology, but people come to me because one, I speak their language and I'm also human. And when we shoot promotional videos, it's fun. So when I, when I released the Kauai conference, people did not hesitate. And I asked, wow, you know, why, what, what makes you guys so interested in coming? Because originally I was only expecting 20 people to show up on Kauai. Yep. Now we have about 150 people Damn, showing up. Wow. Good job. Right? Right? And so the, the where I credit this is the the fact that I figured this this out that if you are human in your brand, if you release something that is totally different, totally innovative, they're actually buying you. And someone actually showed that, uh, uh, posted that on social media because I asked, why, why are you guys coming? They were like, well, because of the coordinator. And right. I, literally, oh, I literally teared up hearing Aww. that because, <laughs> right? Because it's like, holy crap, that was just an amazing comment because I'm thinking Kauai. I'm thinking, I mean, people want to go to Kauai, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's not a bad place. <laughs> yeah. When somebody said that on social media, it was social proof that my human brand actually is working and being vulnerable and showing yourself is the sexiest, sexiest business card ever. It's, it's so true, though. I mean, that I tell all of my clients like, hey, this is like the base. This is the foundation for your business. And I think it. I credit branding to um for being as steadily successful even when I change what my my focus is in photography because I've changed it like three or four times over the past five Uh years but it's it's been consistent and you're right you're selling yourself you're not selling your product or your your service you're selling an emotion you're selling who you are yep and it's so important for people to realize that absolutely absolutely because no uh, you know contrary to popular belief people want to do business with other human beings <laughs> yep. right that yep. that is that is just the bottom line okay so one final question for you Ernesto, and it's a pretty broad one okay. so i okay. i hope this doesn't catch you off guard but do you have any tips for an influencer or anyone that's trying to grow a brand or, you know, get more exposure. Do you have any tips for them to get a better social media or online experience? Absolutely. You know, consistency is key, right? Consistency in what you're posting. So one of the things about personal brand is consistency in your personality, consistency in your uh, marriage, consistency (laughs) in your, (laughs) in your, (laughs) right, right. That too. Uh, In your message, consistency in everything that um uh that you're trying to figure out as far as what you want to communicate just consistency all around so uh my tip would be to see how that can 
uh, evolve throughout time by just posting and just looking at everything that you're trying to portray on social media reflects who you are as a true human being, right? Don't try to portray someone you're not because if you're not consistent in that, it will bleed through any of your messages and any of your posts on social media. Absolutely. You got to be authentic. It's just bottom line. Mm -hmm. You have to be. See, and that is a mic drop tip. <laughs> oh, mic awesome. drop tip. Oh, look at we just we just have a segment now. <laughs> mic drop tip. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so to close up, Anesta, where can uh, people connect with you online? Absolutely. So um, they can go through my website, uh, filmit.com. That's F-Y-L-M-I-T.com. Uh, my email address is there. Even my phone number is there. So you can kind of um, reach out to me. Oh, you shouldn't now, have told I, me that. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, but where I really want to point people to is my social media, right? My Facebook, um, my Instagram, because that's where I really want to try to connect with folks. And hopefully in the long run, I can actually meet them face to face. Perfect. Well, good luck with the retreat. I know you've got one coming up at the end of January. Hope that goes brilliantly for you, Ernesto. And hopefully we'll have you uh, back on in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys are amazing. And I, you know, I know before when we, uh, when you press record, I told you guys, you guys have the, the perfect podcasting voice. So keep it up. Perfect. Thank you, Ernesto. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Attention Seekers podcast. Hit that subscribe button to get new content each week. And if you want even more attention, follow us on Instagram at Attention Seekers Podcast. See you there.